Good morning out there, people. Man, it is cold outside. As I take my Stanley thermos, as I operate like an old man, you know, I boil my water the night before because I drink instant coffee. Yes, that is correct. I drink instant coffee. Now, I drink a specific mushroom instant coffee from a brand that I'm not going to disclose because they don't sponsor the show. So I go out to my... Oh, that's smooth. You want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? I had to shut up. You gotta listen to that. I mean, that's just too smooth. Bring the funk back. Oh, yeah. That's a little dream, Fleetwood Mac, a cover by Elise Trow. Trow. I don't know how you say her name. She's something else. She's on YouTube. Play with Scary Pockets awesome funk band yeah she's really good anyway so i wake up this morning it is cold like i look across the uh the uh the uh, plantation that i'm on uh, the sand plantation up in the desert and i look across the field and i see the horses in their jackets uh the padlock that i needed to get into my little uh underground bunker where i do this podcast from was a little frozen almost broke my key off trying to twist that damn thing uh, literally i cracked the key uh, but I, I'm in here now. I have my little Stanley thermos full of my old man hot water that I, you know, heat up every night the night before. So it's ready to go for my, uh, mushroom coffee that I drink. You know, this mushroom coffee is supposed to make you uh, quicker. I don't think it works, but I drink it. It almost tastes like coffee. Have it in my little orange Yeti cup here as I sit here to look at the news and everything that's trending. Everything that's moving right now is talking about the war. Um. And a couple of crazy teachers. We do have some more crazy teachers. But I did see this article from, uh, let's see. Oh, you know, hold on. Let me just let me just caption what all I think we're going to try and hit. Um, I did see an article about some bad takeout food that caused a student to lose both legs and all of his fingers. Yeah, well, I, I might as well just get this one out of the way first. It's really easy. Uh, a teen was hospitalized after eating bad takeout and needed both legs and all of his fingers amputated. Now, what could he have eaten that would make this happen? Well, it looks like it was like a, a, a chicken lo mein, chicken lo mein. Now, what the doctors are saying is the 19-year-old who was admitted to the hospital with what initially looked like food poisoning eventually needed both legs and all of his fingers amputated. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, he got sepsis that started just breaking out in a purple rash all over his body. And they're thinking that it came from the rice. Experts have warned that rice may contain spores. Now, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Of Bacillus cereus. It's a bacteria that can survive being cooked and thrives at room temperature if left out too long. The bacteria will multiply and release toxins that can cause vomiting and diarrhea, according to the CDC. So the doctors think that he ordered this takeout, this chicken lo mein, left it out for a while, and now he has no legs. Where did they amputate at? They said, uh, 
Yeah, he needed both legs and all of his fingers amputated. Man, talking about a bad luck. That's why you don't eat food that's been sitting out. But still, I mean, who would have expected that? But for a college kid to lose both legs and his fingers, oh, my God. I just can't imagine. Poor guy. Poor guy. And this was up in Massachusetts. Now, I, Massachusetts, that rings a bell because my buddy Tom, you know, Tom from the podcast, he swears, he swears that Boston East Coast Chinese food is so much better than West Coast Chinese food. But you know what? I'm going to take his word for it because I like being able to count to 10 and walk. So, Thomas, if you're listening, which you're probably not, uh, yeah, you can take your east coast chinese food and shove it because uh it's not worth it just not worth it now this is something that i ran across and <laughs> i don't even know what to say now you some of you might have already seen this before because it's from uh december 2021 but i didn't find it till last night when i found somebody somebody posted a meme about demi lovato singing to a ghost and i was like what is this real well yeah yeah, it is. So Lovato, Demi Lovato, uh, she was exploring. She was doing like a ghost hunting show or something. And so she starts talking to this ghost and they have this EMF detector. So it's electromagnetic field detector. And so there's supposed to be this female ghost and they're asking questions and the EMF detector starts beeping every time it responds. Anyways, well, here, let me just, 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 let's just watch this. Just, just hang on because it gets pretty crazy pretty quick. Did you not want to say anything else because the boys were in here? That's the EMF. Mm. Oh, I get that a lot. Um, okay. She has trauma. She does? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you And that's know? why she doesn't like men. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. If I sing you a song, can my friends come back in the room? There you go. Cool. There you go. Cool. cool. Well, I always sing Skyscraper when I feel sure. like singing something emotional for people. Do you have to make me feel like from the ground like a skyscraper? There you go. <laughs> Standing ovation. Cool. I think that's the okay for us to come wow, in, yes? That's so cool. That's the coolest. That's the coolest standing ovation I've ever had. Uh yeah, so that's Demon Lovato singing to a ghost. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, how much of this, uh, there's no way of verifying this, right? I mean, it could be somebody just setting off a buzzer. They've got like an EMF machine sitting on a couch. Uh, I don't know. But according to Peacock TV, the trio came across a spirit who has past trauma with men. According to ghost hunting expert, Jimmy Lovato, they were wh where they were at was in a abandoned brothel. And, you know, they set up the EMF, which is a special device that lets lets out a noise whenever communication is made, allegedly. 
I mean, it's just an electromagnetic field detector. And uh, so Timmy, yeah, she took it upon herself. This is what a real Ghostbuster looks like. Uh, it's not plasma guns. It's singing Baby Europe. What song does she sing? I don't know. They edited it out too, uh, so much. But anyways, that's Lovato seriously singing to ghosts, singing Skyscraper. And uh, apparently the ghost beeped at her at the end of the song, gave her a little standing ovation. I just thought that was just, you know, a little odd. But, I mean, people, man, they don't believe in anything, won't they? In a later interview with Face to Face, Becky G. Lovato spoke about their experience at Vulture City, saying, We were originally setting out to search for UFOs and ETs, extraterrestrials, and then we came across this city called Vulture City. Vulture City is known for these ghosts that lived in an old brothel. And so we set up those machines, and I decided to sing for them. And they went off when I finished. Lovato believes the response of the EMF detector was a sign of approval from the spiritual world. She said, I've never had a standing ovation from ghosts, but I'd like to think they were standing. Well, wouldn't it be a floating ovation? I don't know, man. That's the kind of weird stuff you can get into when you're hanging around Hollywood. Right. Well... Biden's back in the news. That crazy bitch. I don't know if this is appropriate playing a song about fucking a crazy bitch when I'm talking about a crazy bitch Biden. I basically just wanted this song for the word crazy bitch. But I now that I'm in hindsight, this is highly inappropriate. All right, let's get rid of that. that. That does not work as the theme song that I wanted for this. It kind of does. But uh, thinking of Biden fucking is just, uh, that's just gross. It's gross in so many ways. But a former White House doctor, okay? This was a doctor for, let me see, for, I believe, I believe uh, Barack, Obama, Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Uh, he's calling for a Biden to get a cognitive test. Uh, he says the president is not fit. Uh, those are some bold statements uh, about your former office of employment. But a former White House doctor is continuing his call for Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. Uh, Republican Ronnie Jackson, uh, uh, Representative Ronnie Jackson, Republican from Texas, a former White House physician, for both Barack Obama and Donald Trump has told Fox News that Biden is not fit to be our president right now amid the Russian-Ukraine crisis. I think there's a lot of people that agree with him. The whole country, I'm quoting him, the whole country is seeing his mental cognitive issues on display for over a year now, and there's really no question in most people's mind that there's something going on with him. That he's not cognitively the same as he used to be, and in my mind, not fit to be our president right now. That's what Jackson told Fox News Digital. Of course, it's coming from Fox News. Where do you think I'm going to get a slam story like this? Come on now. The doctor says every time he gets up and talks to the American people, it's not just the American people that are watching. It's the whole world. And that's part of what the problem is here. Jackson also said he looks tired. He looks weak. He looks confused. He's incoherent. It sends a message of weakness all over the world. And they're sizing us up on that, which I agree. I, I do agree. 
Jackson said Biden's mental acumen was on full display during the debacle in Afghanistan and warned Biden is going to get more Americans killed and ultimately get us in a war because of his lack of leadership. We should have strong leaders that are going to go out and lead, Jackson said. He cannot lead. He's an ineffective leader. Uh, so, you know, we kind of started looking back through this and saying, well, you know, Uncle Joe, Uncle Uncle Joe, you know, with the, with the long adolescent scratch and sniff fingers. Um, Uncle Joe, he can't be that bad. But then I found this little compilation. Please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? You want to check my shape on Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Why the hell would I take a test? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the you know the thing. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Why the hell would I take a test? And uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second. Why the hell would I take a test? I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. As uh, Lily already indicated, I'm Joe Biden's husband, Joe Biden. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you're taking tests where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say? Why the hell would I take a test? Uh, yeah. And I, oh, I, I had another one the other day. Just for Black History Month, let me see if I can find it. I don't know where. Do, 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 do. This might be hard to find. Hang on, give me a second. Let me see. The blinders have been taken off. They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot clearer. They're seeing, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. The blinders have been taken off. <laughs> They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot clearer. I mean, I see, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just an odd choice of words. Is that straight up racist? I don't, I, I mean, maybe no, but I mean, you're president of the United States. It just, just, I don't know. He just, and what about, they didn't even have the clip in there where he's talking about the kids in the pool running their running their hands up and down the, the hairy legs, his hairy legs. Um, I don't know. Do, do we, I did see Biden do a press conference yesterday, right? And he did seem a little coherent, a little more coherent. They must've had him hopped up on whatever they put him on, but uh, he did seem a little more coherent. And I was thankful for that. Um, I did notice that he did finally take some questions from the reporters, but he was calling out like when he got done with the speech, he didn't even look up into the room. And he, he called out so-and-so from the Associated Press. And, um, you know, all the reporters are screaming. And he picked and choose which reporters, which, I mean, they always do. Uh, but uh, the guy running around the audience was going around with the microphone, and he'd go to the wrong person. And Biden was like, no, 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 not him, not him. Go over there, over there, over the next to him. Um, so he did take some questions. Where I, I mean, I have suspicion. I have suspicion that these questions were pre-planned. That he had a, you know, that's just a, that's just a, you know, me just spouting conspiracy theories. But 
he did seem a little more cognitive the other day. Um, he did also say that he had no idea what Putin's plan was to do, you know, so I don't know. Joe's a little crazy. Doctor wants him to get a cognitive test. I mean, if you got nothing to hide, did Trump do a cognitive test? I think he did. I think he did. I think he did do a cognitive test and he did very well. Let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. July 23rd, 2020. Uh, President Donald Trump on Wednesday defended his mental fitness to hold office and described the exam he allegedly took, assessing his cognitive capabilities, claiming the doctors, of course, self-proclaimed by Trump. Shocker there, right? Claiming the doctors administering it were amazed by his ability to recall simple string of words. In an interview with Fox News medical contributor Mark Siegel, the president said he asked his physician upon his last hospital visit a little less than a year ago, whether there was some kind of cognitive test. So he requested it. He asked his doctor if there's some kind of cognitive test that I could take in order to shut these people up, uh, referring to critics who had questioned his mental acuity. It was 30, 35 questions. The first questions were very easy, according to Trump. The last questions are more difficult, like a memory question. Trump continued, it's like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah, so it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra points. Then 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later in the cognitive exam, they say, remember the first question? Not the first, but the 10th question. Give us that again. Can you do that again? And you go person, woman, man, camera, TV, Trump recounted. Anyways, <clears throat> so Trump voluntarily took the test to get critics to shut the hell up. And Biden there's no friggin' way he's going to do a cognitive test. I would, I, I would like to see him do a cognitive test. Uh, my assumption, my allegation, my opinion, you know, notice how I'm clarifying that in all legal terms, is that he would fail miserably. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that a doctor thinks that he's nuck and futz and he's a crazy bitch and he needs to get tested. In other news, the Ukrainian government is calling for its citizens to take up arms. And here's a little interesting thing I ran across here. Let's take a listen to this. Oh, if I can get it to go. Hold on. There we go. And citizens boom. Citizens to take up arms. They're promising to provide weapons to those who will. But my next guest was deployed in Ukraine and is speaking to citizens on the ground here. Joining me now is Jeremy Hunter, former Army captain, a congressional candidate in Georgia, uh, Jeremy, uh, the spirit of the Russian men who are willing to take up arms seems very strong. Uh, however, uh, they are outnumbered, they are outgunned, and they are being slowly but surely surrounded. Well, yeah, several of, the, of my Ukrainian friends tonight, I've been texting some of them, and what they're saying is, look, we trust the will of God, and we are going to fight for our country. That, that's the kind of messaging they've been sending me. And it's it's inspiring. I mean, these these are folks who want freedom so bad, they are willing to give their life for it. And they are literally taking up arms or setting up all sorts of territorial defenses uh, and civilians, and specifically Ukrainian men standing up and, and, and defending their families, defending their homeland. I mean, this it, it's totally different from even the situation that we saw in Afghanistan earlier, where you saw the images of men running, trying to flee the country and hop on the planes out. No, Ukrainian folks are, are, are standing strong. And even we saw some of the heroic stories today of folks saying, you can take my life, but you're not going to take my home. And it was just incredible. And so I, I, all, my wife and I have just been praying for the people of Ukraine, all of our friends there who are, who are literally giving their lives for their country.
Um, at the same time, the Biden administration has sent uh, a small amount of troops to the region. Uh, President Biden has been very clear, we will not fight Russia in Ukraine, uh, but we will fight for every inch of NATO territory. Uh, Jeremy, at the same time, we have seen the clear reluctance on the part of our European partners, as they're called, to really squeeze Russia. If they're threatened by Russia, they really feel threatened by Russia, they're sure willing to give Russia billions of dollars to fund its military through energy and uh, other financial instruments. That's right. That's right. I mean, and it's really a cautionary tale for here for us here at home. I mean, we have to stay energy independent or else we, too, will be like Germany, dependent on Russian oil, dependent on them for, for, for fuel and for gas. And so, I, I mean, I, I call on the, on the Biden administration right now, lift all of these ridiculous energy restrictions, let reopen the Keystone pipeline. And because right now, even in our district, I'm, I'm running for Congress here in southwest Georgia, and there are folks in my district right now who are going to pay, pay four, five, six, Six dollars a, a buck a gallon for gas, and, and some of this we could actually get ease some of that if Biden actually lifted some of these ridiculous restrictions, and, and especially for those yeah. of us, you know, for myself who's once running for office here, the Green New Deal and all these kinds of ridiculous ain't ideas. Wrong. This should be the last nail in the coffin for the Green New Deal. We see what happens when we are not energy uh, in, independent. All right, Jeremy, I have a quick right. question. I have a really quick question. In all honesty, though, are your constituents, potential constituents, more concerned about enforcing Ukraine's border or having us enforce our border at home? Yeah. Well, what my constituents are saying while I'm talking to folks around the district, what they're saying is this. We want a, we want a country that has a strong military, strong borders, and we want and they want people, leadership in, in D.C. that actually stands up for us and actually it, it projects strength. The reason why we got here is because Biden, the, they, the, our adversaries across the globe have seen Biden's weakness all year. They saw how yeah. he wanted to. We're weak. He, he yeah, we got to go. We got to go, all, Jeremy. All but a, yeah. a weak America begets a chaotic, dangerous world. And that's what we're seeing play that's out. Right. Peace through strength, baby. That's right. That is absolutely right. Uh, yeah. And what he's saying there about, you know, uh, I think right now our, as far as dependence on Russia for oil, I believe I read the other day that we get about 650,000 gallon uh, barrels of oil from Russia. Uh, I believe it is daily. And the pipeline, if that would have proceeded, that would have brought in 850,000 barrels of oil a day. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Trump, one thing he was all about was self-sufficiency of the United States. And we would not be seeing, uh, well, we're going to begin to see these gas prices creeping up. Uh, what I was reading yesterday is at the minimum, they're looking at like another 75 cents a gallon uh, due to our dependence on Russia for part of our, I believe we believe, I believe that we uh, rely on them for about 8% of our oil supply which is, you know, pretty insane that we're relying on Russia. We need to rely on ourselves. We need to be self-sufficient. We need to strengthen ourselves. Um, but we're not. We're not. You know, Biden put it into all that, put it into the pipeline, made us dependent on other nations. And when we're dependent on other nations, when shit goes sideways, shit that's beyond our control, you know, we're the ones that are going to take the brunt of it. We're going to take the hit of it. I don't know about the rest of the country, but here in Southern California, I drive a lot. I drive over a hundred miles five days a week. So a hundred miles, five days a week. And if we get up to, you know, right now in Southern California, the gas prices are about $4 and 40, $4 and 50 cents. Uh, and that's 
before this, I haven't even filled up since the, everything went down in the Ukraine. So I don't know what the price at the pump is right this second. But, you know, what I was reading, it's going to go up another 70 cents. 70 cents at, at the minimum. Uh, you know, that puts us, what, at $5.25, $5.30 a gallon. You know, it's going to add up. And I know as Southern Californians, there's a lot of us that have long commutes, especially that live in the Inland Empire, all these sprawling communities. We drive a lot. And um, I'll, I'll, we're going to take a hit on this. We're definitely going to take a hit on this. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be funny. It's just uh, horrible. And, I, I, you know, you have to you have to realize that some of this could be circumvented if we would have followed the policies that were put in place um, by Trump to you know, continue that trail to more self-sufficiency in the United States. So here we are, here we are, it's going to cost us, you know, we're, 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 we're running with a tight, tightened belt already inflation's through the roof and this is just going to make it worse. And not only is Russia or not Russia, it not, not, not only is the Ukraine calling for its uh, citizens to take up arms against the Russians. Uh, the government of Ukraine is asking for volunteers from the country's hacker underground to help protect critical infrastructure and conduct cyber spying missions against Russian troops, according to two people involved in the project. I did see this other article where there was a platoon of uh, riflemen on, on, on motorcycles that surrendered to the Ukrainians. Uh, they were claiming that they didn't, they had, they thought they were just going on a mission to retrieve information and when they found out that they were supposed to be killing Ukrainians, 75 of these guys, these, uh, these on bike riflemen uh, surrendered to the Ukrainians. Um, you saw the story of the island where there was 13, uh, there was this island that they had 13 Ukrainian soldiers on, and a Russian warship goes up there. And there's audio of this. Let me see if I can find the audio of this. Give me a second. So I know it's in Russian. Basically, what's going on, it's a battleship that's talking to this island of 13 soldiers telling them to surrender and the island basically comes back and they say fuck you I think that's the direct inter interpretation this is the response yep they said fuck you uh, of course those 13 people were attacked by the battleship and I believe that all 13 have died um, but at least they weren't going down on their knees. They, uh, you know, these are, these are heroes, you know, they, they were asked to surrender. They said, fuck you. And that's the type of mentality of people that you're dealing with in Ukraine, man. They're willing to die for what they believe. And it's, 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 a, it's going to be, it's going to get bloody. Uh, hopefully it's mellowing out, but it, it is, you know, there's already been, I believe at last calculation that I saw last night was 130 deaths in the Ukraine. What you're listening to here is the streets of Moscow where people are having a peace protest. So they're, you know, the people of Moscow, they're, they're standing up. They're saying something. I'm kind of curious how Putin's going to handle these protesters. I mean, this isn't the United States of America. This isn't Canada. This isn't Trudeau freezing their bank accounts. Um, but there is uh, starting to be larger and larger gatherings in Moscow with the anti-war protests. I can't. I don't know exactly what they're saying there, and I don't see it in the comments. 
but they're taking the streets. I saw videos yesterday of officers just sweeping through when the, when the crowd was a little smaller, just taking people in left and right. Um, scary situation as far as the, the Russian people. I saw interviews of three. Uh, they were just interviewing three different Russians, and the first two were like, uh, they're basically saying, you know, this is they didn't agree with what Putin was doing, and then one person did agree with what Putin was doing. But there is going to be some conflict in the uh, Kremlin in Moscow with the citizens of Russia, um, you know, standing up and saying, "Hey, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be over there in the Ukraine." So it's interesting. I'm curious to see how Russia handles this protest situation. What do they do? Other than the fact they're already arresting people left and right. Um, how much are these are these citizens of Russia willing to stand up against Putin? For the latest on the Biden administration's response, we turn to Fox's Peter Ducey, who's live at the White House. Peter, what has been the reaction thus far after President Biden's appearance today uh, at the press conference where you got a, a few really good questions in. The response from some of your colleagues, I know you all talk, about the president's inability to really give us answers about what China's response has been to this and even India's response has been to Russia's aggression. Uh it's interesting. The response, once you, especially once uh, you go back and figure out what people were asking to the president versus the press secretary, is that uh, a lot of folks did not get the answers they were looking for from the president because they had to follow up with basically the same exact question to Jen Psaki, which is, uh, why isn't the president doing more? Why isn't he sanctioning Vladimir Putin directly? And what was really remarkable about, about the president's uh, event earlier today, earlier this afternoon, is he basically said, we're going to stick with the sanctions, even though we know that it's not going to have Vladimir Putin throwing up his hands and saying, okay, well, I need to stop right now. Uh, fast forward a couple hours to tonight. We've been able to confirm that when Lloyd Austin went to Capitol Hill to brief senators about the Pentagon's plans and the Biden orders to the military chiefs, they are trying to figure out how to train Ukrainian forces to fight Russians remotely. And so, what? yeah, and so uh, they're trying to figure <laughs> out, and it would be, that's a very 2022 thing to do it remotely, but it's also in line with President Biden's uh, promise to figure out how to beat back the Russians without putting any U.S. troops in Ukraine to fight Russians. And so that is brand new. But otherwise, the headline is just sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. And we have a short soundbite uh, where I asked the president, basically, if he is sure that that's going to work. I think that his, uh, his ambitions uh, are, are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. That these devastating sanctions are going to be as devastating as Russian missiles and bullets and tanks. Yes, Russian bullets, missiles, and tanks in Ukraine. Yes, I am. And he that spoke. Was... Yeah, and he spoke to us uh, after he got off a big Zoom with the rest of the G7 leaders. And so that's the plan. Well, Peter. All right, so the plan is they're going to start uh, trying to train these uh, soldiers in the Ukraine remotely, a little Call of Duty tournaments or something. Um, 
Yeah, that's an interesting take on how to approach a modern day problem with a modern day solution. I don't know how well that's going to work. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. The infrastructure has to stay stable. They have to have power and electricity. They have to have internet. If we're going to have our elite training these soldiers uh, through a Zoom call, um, yeah, I guess even our military is a stay at home, you know, work from home, work from home, train a military uh, halfway across the world. Interesting take. Now, there was uh, one one teacher, and I can pull this up, but it's it doesn't really sound that great. But I'm going to wrap this up with this last story. I had a lot of stuff to do today as far as stories, but there's just, I mean, oh, one interesting thing. Okay, I just saw this in my notes. Sean Penn, hero of American Sean Penn, is shooting a documentary on the Ukraine invasion. Uh, nothing, nothing that is more awesome than a, a proud patriot of America, Sean Penn, getting over there to make some capitalist uh, moves on this. Well, the article's not right. I don't have the link to it. But anyways, uh, in a nutshell, Sean Penn, there's pictures of him over there in Ukraine. He's over there with a film crew, and he is shooting a documentary on the invasion of Ukraine. I'm sure he'll get a Medal of Honor or something about that. What else do I have in here? Um. Uh, oh, California, California, there's a law in the books and with uh, California, with our massive surplus that the government has something like $46 billion, something like that. Anyways, there's an old law that was put into place in 1979 that if they have a large surplus like that, they have to rebate some of that. So some politicians are calling for a thousand dollar per person rebate, according to this old law that's on the books. Uh, let's see. Uh, CDC released a new article that they are going to ease mass mandates. Uh, let's see what it says. This is uh, the Biden administration will significantly loosen federal mask wearing guidelines to protect against COVID-19 transmission on Friday. According to two people familiar with the matter, meaning most Americans will no longer be advised to wear masks in indoor public settings. Uh, the CDC and uh, on Friday, will announce a change to its metrics it uses to determine whether to recommend face coverings, shifting from looking at COVID-19 case counts to a more holistic view of risk from coronavirus to a community. Oh, and one story I got to get to is just some of these insane tweets that are coming out. Let me see if I can find it, about people talking about the Ukraine. Uh, oh, here it is. All right. All right. So these are actual real people, actual real breathing morons and this is what they're tweeting right now let me get this i gotta blow this up so my old eyes can see it uh so i'm gonna do a b c d e and f and you tell me which one you believe is the craziest okay the first tweet from senorita awesome on twitter it says reminder not to assign gender to anyone from ukraine when tweeting about world war three remember remember to use the correct term folks f-o-l-x when referring to Ukrainian folks, it's not hard to be inclusive of all genders in the Ukraine. Uh, so that's that's uh, folks. It, when you're talking about a group of people, the proper pronoun for that would be folks. And remember to do that when you're talking about people of the Ukraine. That Get your fucking priorities straight. Okay, and then here's B from Dana, Dana Hool. It says a lot of people in Ukraine crowding together inside and only 35% of Ukrainians have been vaccinated. Less than 2% have been boosted. So there's Dana having a, a, a big concern about the Ukrainians 
huddling to save their life from missile fire, not being vaccinated. You dumb. Okay. Serenity now. Serenity now. And then here we go from Janelle Forsyth, JLF underscore uh, comms on Twitter. And she says, this isn't discussed much, but Putin very much benefits from white privilege. I just can't see a scenario in which a black or brown man running Russia would be allowed to invade Ukraine with no devastating consequences. White supremacy will destroy us. (laughs) Okay. Okay. These are real people. Uh, And let's go with D. And D is a, a series of tweets from Amanda Wynn Lee. And she says, in one way, Putin did us a favor. Historically, every president running for re-election during a war has won. So Amanda is, uh, uh, is, is bragging that this war will help Biden's chances of re-election. And then, of course, some people chimed in about that and started complaining about it. And then she had this response. Fuck you. I'm serious. Anything that keeps Trump out of the White House, I embrace. Whiny bitches clutching their pearls and trying to police my tone will be blocked. And then, of course, she has one more. Amanda Wynn Lee again says, if Trump gets back in office, we'll have the casualties from the war and the genocide of the LGBTQIA people. I'm not fucking kidding. So that's Amanda, Amanda Wynn Lee. Those are her tweets regarding this. Uh, she's, she's pro-war because it'll get Biden reelected. And then Sheila on Twitter says, uh, please don't let Putin distract you from the issues that really matter. And then she's got a big banner and it says, Ukrainian lives don't matter until black lives matter. And then this is my favorite F letter F. We're going to get to letter F. And these, I've seen these posts so many times. And this is from Angela Bell Camino. She's verified on Twitter. I don't know who the hell she is, but it's simply responding to the president of the United States. She says, draft the unvaccinated. Isn't it ironic that we just kicked all the unvaccinated out of the military, kicked them out of the police departments, kicked them out of the sheriff's departments, kicked them out of all their jobs. And then this dumb bitch has the balls to say, draft the unvaccinated. Uh, the, the idiocracy that is in America is overwhelming, but those are just awesome tweets that are going on right now on the internet regarding the, what's going on in the world today. And remember, Ukrainian lives don't matter until black lives matter. That's uh, that's an important one, I, I guess. Anyways, this is Jake with the Radio Underland. If you have any questions, comments, you can email me at jake at radiounderland.com. This has been a day in the news. Well, you know, I feel I, I see so many stories. I feel like I should just do like the the one more. Uh, maybe I can get through these real fast. Just do like little recaps. There was a teacher in Texas that was uh, calling for the death of. Uh, she said, "I hope Christians and conservatives catch COVID and die." And of course, that video went viral. I have the audio for it, but it's really shitty, so I'm not even going to play it. Um, that went out day before yesterday, went viral. And then today that teacher resigned. And of course there was a letter from the school administration regarding the school district that that doesn't reflect the views of their school district. And she resigned. Uh, let me see. There's some more teachers 
that are really, really raving about the whole uh, uh, don't say gay going on in Florida, which is passing. I think it's going to be implemented. Oh, and and one more because, and this does have audio, there, there was a story and everybody denied that the Biden administration was funding programs that would give you crack pipes. Uh, they said, no, 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 that's 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 not what's going on. That's not what's going on. But I have a crackhead live on the streets. And here he is with his new Biden supplied crack pipe. Here, take a listen to this. So every Tuesday and Friday in Hollywood, um, they have a Catholic church that gives this stuff out. Um, This is where we live in at, y'all. And this is what the government's doing. Uh, Joe Biden said he spent $60 million on paraphernalia for drugs. And this is what it looks like. It says being alive. This is a meth pipe. Yep. Right here with this bubble thing. I guess you put the meth in there. Mm -hmm. This is a crack pipe. Yep. Okay. These are all instructions on how to overdose treatment and education. These are. This is the needle in here. I'm not going to open this. I'm scared. That's for heroin. Yes, for heroin. It has the alcohol. That's a real needle. It's a needle in there. Oh my god. And um, these things are like a a black and mild filter that you put on the crack pipe so you don't think no one's saliva, so you don't get sick, and you can do your drugs. So, this is so they like it. it so they like if you're gonna do drugs, we're gonna give it to you so that you can do it the proper way without getting sick. Because we're, we're not, because we're not stopping drugs. it. We're not, we're not gonna stop it. Exactly. This is letting you know that it's gonna be here. This is what they. There you go. You get a crack pipe with a filter, replaceable filters, which is really nice. It's really progressive, uh, so that you can share your crack pipe with a friend. He can have his own filter, and you guys don't exchange saliva. Uh, you have a you have a syringe for your heroin. You have latex gloves. You have your glass crack pipe. Um, just, I'm glad to see Americans taking care of the, uh, communities that need clean crack pipes and clean syringes for heroin. Uh, they said it was a joke. They said this wasn't happening. This, they said it was a misinterpretation, but here is a gentleman live on the streets. I believe he said Hollywood right there at the beginning. Did he say Hollywood? Hang on. Let me see this again. So every Tuesday and Friday in Hollywood, in Hollywood, every Tuesday and Friday in Hollywood, they give out these packs. It's government-funded programs, and we are we're protecting the crackhead near you. Uh, we don't want them to share any saliva, get any gingivitis or pass COVID or whatever, herpes or any of that kind of stuff. Protect your local crackheads. It wasn't a false alarm. It wasn't a false flag. This is, uh, this is real. This is really going on in America. Well, uh, okay, one, I'm going to do one more scan to see if I have anything interesting. Uh, the liberals getting fired, uh, part one and two, free crack pipes. Um, the gay teacher, uh, let's just hit this one real quick. Let's see what this guy was saying. He was really comp- uh, complaining about the don't say gay law. Uh, this is Mr. Long. And let me, this, hold on, let me remind this. I have to speak on something. This don't say gay bill happening in Florida. It's got to be Florida, right? It's not going to work. Even if it passes, it's not going to change uh, what people think it's going to change. Like, I don't know what you think kids are. Like, they're just some dumb little sponge that exists in silence until you tell them what to think. No, they're humans. They're small humans who see the same world you see. Well, uh, they are sponges. They are sponges that absorb everything that's around them. So um, I wouldn't call them dumb little sponges, but they are vulnerable little sponges who consume the same media you consume to an extent they are living breathing organisms with lots of questions and we as teachers have the job to field those questions to make kids feel safe and seen and create an environment in which they can raise their hand and say i don't understand can you please explain it 
and then we have to explain it. You're really going to ask people to, to just, nope, we can't talk about that here, everything, then you fail every child that is. It's not everything. It's not everything. It's regarding your sexual orientation and sexual, sexual orientation. If a child, if a child has a question, you can send them to the school counselor. You can uh, about their sexuality and stuff. The premise of this bill is to stop you from, from just throwing it out there nilly willy, uh, without parental consent. That's the purpose of this bill. Inquiring of knowledge. And it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, it will work. I don't understand. I still don't understand the necessity of certain teachers to talk about their sexual identity or question kids about theirs. I mean, if the student, come on, it's got to be rare cases because we're talking about students 10 years old and younger. That's who the bill is, is geared towards. How many students 10 years old and younger are constantly, they act like there's this flood of students that are coming to them with questions about this, their the students own sexuality. And I don't think that's the case. And if there is a case where a student comes to that, it's like, Hey, you know what? I know who can answer you this question. Then you send them to the school counselor, somebody that's approved to be talking, having these conversations. And then the counselor can assess the situation and under the new law, let the parents know unless the child's going to be in danger and she can follow up with the proper questions. The thing is, is getting somebody that's qualified to talk to these kids about this if they really do have questions. But my money is on the fact that these questions are not coming at these teachers 24-7. It's just not. There's no way 10 years old and younger are coming with all these sexuality questions in the classroom. I think this is horseshit. It really is. But that's it. That's a wrap for today. Uh, this is Jake with the Radio Underland. I, this is the last show. That, I'll tell you what, next time I talk to you guys, uh, pending everything goes well, because my wife is going to have, be induced to have her baby on Sunday. Uh, so let me just put that out there. If you want to send any positive vibes our way and, you know, thoughts and prayers that everything goes smooth and it's a standard, you know, scenario and the baby's healthy, it'd be much appreciated, but she's supposed to be induced into labor on Sunday. And, uh, you know, hopefully that goes quickly, but you know, it can be a little bit of a long drawn out process. So, um, the baby's coming should be here Monday, you know, Sunday, Monday. I don't know when I'm going to be back in here doing some uh, shows this next week. I might take the week off. It's all up in the air, depending on how well things go. And if everybody's healthy and fine, then I'll be back shortly, but I'll probably take a couple days off. So, uh, you know, thoughts, prayers, positive vibes is appreciated. Uh, and remember you guys out there, be good humans, do good to other people, be kind, be patient and do the right thing, but stand up for your rights, stand up for the rights of your kids. Um, and we will talk to you later. You guys have a good one. Be good humans.